In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Welcome back to Sporting Life. And if you've been paying attention to the NFL this season, you know that the Cleveland Browns are experiencing success such as they have not experienced in several years. In fact, of course, last season, they did not win a game. And at about this time last year, I went to England to see the Browns play at Twickenham Stadium, the home of English rugby, to do a story about Browns fans from all over Europe, who, uh, despite common sense, had remained loyal to the team. Foremost among those fans we encountered, a man named, appropriately enough, Paul Brown as in the founder of the Browns. And now that the Browns are, as I said, experiencing some success, uh, by their standards anyway, recent standards, we thought it'd be a good time to welcome Paul Brown to the sporting life. Paul, thank you for joining us. Jeremy, how are you? I'm good, it's good to see you again. We're, we're coming up to our one year anniversary. We really are, what, what was the exact date, do you remember? When we got together, that game yeah. at it was late October, wasn't it? End of October. I remember it was a lovely day out in Twickenham. Uh, it wasn't a great game, though. It was not a great game. It was a good uh, first half. <laughs> so, so to recap, um, you, know, you are uh, a very dedicated, loyal Browns fan, and you have organized some of your fellow Browns fans in the United Kingdom. Why, why the Browns, Paul, other than uh, your name? Well, yeah, obviously, when it comes to picking a team, there's a choice of two, and that was the uh, Bengals or the Browns. And uh, I went... Paul Brown founded the Bengals as well as the Browns. So, yeah, so um, I went with, the, uh, went with the Browns. My dog's from Ohio as well. Okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, I just love the word Brown. Paul Brown, so uh, it, I, had to, I had to pick the Browns. There was no other team for me, Jeremy. You didn't really have a choice, is what you're saying. No. Um, and when, when did this, when did this uh, fandom, when, when did it first uh, come to life? When did you become a Browns fan through and through? Yeah, it's about 15 years ago. Uh, my best friend went to the States, and I asked him to buy me some uh, NFL uh, T-shirts. And the options were Raiders, blah, blah, blah. But he came back with a Browns T-shirt. And that was the first ever, um, that, was the first, uh, that was the first step. And then probably over the last three years, I've really stepped up my uh, involvement of the NFL. And uh, yeah, absolutely love it at the moment. We're speaking with uh, Browns fan, Paul Brown, from his office in London. Um, now, you know, of all the teams, you know, the Browns have given their fans over the last several years the least really to cheer them. What was it like this year um, to see them finally win again? Yeah, the, uh, the win against the Jets, it was, it was at one o'clock over here in England and it finished about four o'clock. 
afterwards. We uh, meet at night. People, yes, one o'clock at night. It was night game. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, four o'clock in the morning. It was absolutely, absolutely buzzing. Um, I got my bottle of champagne out. I went out in the streets. I sprayed champagne. And um, I didn't sleep that night. I just kept on going. I went to the work next morning. And, uh, yeah, it was absolutely amazing feeling. Does it, does it feel, are you a little discombobulated? Is it a little disorienting to see the Browns occasionally playing well as they have over the course of the last, you know, seven, eight weeks? Well, to be honest, last year, even though we went um, zero and 16, we did come close in a lot of games. So, um, like this season, we have gone into uh, overtime. <laughs> We've gone into overtime like, four times this, this year. We've, and, uh, you know, it's, it's been adrenaline pumping. Uh, and it's been great to get, um, get the wins. So, uh, yeah, upwards and onwards. You know, Jeremy, change is coming. But before the win, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I have to admit I, I, um, I've kind of lost track of the Browns this season, although I've been essentially like our Browns correspondent for a while with the Browns backers piece and the Joe Thomas stuff that I did 360. But um, there was the tie before the win. Yep. Now, what, what did that feel like for you? I mean, I, with ties – up until this season, had been quite unusual in American professional football. Yeah, I think um, I think there's been a few times this season we may have had a second tie um, with all the overtime. But yeah, that that, that tie was crazy. Um, it was. Um, I thought we were going to win it. I thought we were going to lose it. I thought we were going to lose it, and then it, yeah, we got a tie in the end. It was uh, against the Steelers. It was crazy. But you're used to that being an English football fan as well. It's a fair point, Jeremy. Uh, I always take the mickey that American football, you never get a draw. And I think this was my first probable, proper draw as a, as a Browns fan that I kind of remember. They are unusual. We're speaking with uh, Paul Brown. And are you uh, currently still the president of the Browns Backers UK? I'm not the uh, president, no. Uh, Kelly Burgess is the president, but I try and support her as much as I possibly can. Are you the CFO, COO, CEO? Do we have any kind of title in the Browns backers, Paul? Uh, just, just one of the most uh, passionate and uh, energi <laughs> energized uh, fan we have in the in the UK. I had a good time last year when I was in London with you guys. It was a good group of Browns fans. You know, some people were motivated for the right reasons to cheer for a team that had given them so little to cheer for in the recent past. Are you guys still hanging out uh, in Trafalgar Square at that pub for the games? Is that still the main viewing spot? Uh, actually, that's the pub that they give us when NFL comes to London. Oh, okay. So that's, that's for the all Browns fans when the NFL comes to London? No, so what happens, Jerry, you have, a home and a, you have two pubs that are dedicated to uh, the teams. Okay. And, Whatever the teams are. Yeah, NFL – Make a bit of money out. Anyway, so... That's like an official... That's not where you are typically on Sunday. We go to the Hippodrome every Sunday and we get approximately 50 to 100 uh, Browns fans there. Okay. I'd say 50. 50 is a bit more sensible. 50. 5-0. 5-0. And that can be a mixture. 15, 20 uh, guys from the States who are on holiday and then 30 hardcore UK fans. 
And so that's where you were when the Jets win took place? Do you know what? See that it was so late. It was a Thursday night game. I watched it from home. Oh, that's right. It was four in the morning. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, so how did the community of Browns fans react to the win? Oh, it was, it was crazy. You had um, LeBron James, every celebrity related to the Browns. Jewish community of Browns. Oh, cool. um, yeah, we were, we were all up drinking at four o'clock in the morning. We're all on um, Skype having a party. It was, it, was, uh, it was buzzing. We were like electric. What are your thoughts now about the rookie, Baker Mayfield? Yeah, he's looking great. And these um, PFF grades are coming through very strong. Uh, I think, yeah, touch wood, we could have potentially a uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback in the next five years, hopefully. What gives you so much confidence? We've got a good defense. We've got the potential. We've got a young team. We've got cap space. Change is happening. We've obviously got Hugh Jackson, which um, when I host my show, it's a pro Hugh Jackson show. But, you know, he's, he could be coming to the end of his uh, time at the Browns and uh, there could be another change. We're speaking with Paul Brown, the English Browns fan, uh, who is so passionate about the team. He's featured in a story we did last year on E60 about Browns fans in Europe. Uh, well, are the Browns are the Browns showing up in London this year? I, I can't remember. What, what are they doing? No, um, I think with hard knocks, Jeremy, that means we don't have. Well, they don't have to come to, to come over. We've got the big game on Sunday, which is the uh, Jags versus the Eagles. Right, that's here. That's this week. Yeah, this this Sunday. Yes. Are you going? Jeremy, I've got a little secret for you. I went on Sunday to watch the Titans versus the Chargers again. The week before, I was in Cleveland, and I went and I saw the Chargers. I, I then came back to Wembley, and I saw Chargers again. I, worked, I walked out in the first quarter. I was like, this isn't for me. I want to be back with the Browns. I don't want to be watching a neutral game. <laughs> well, Paul, I'm sure that um, uh, the powers that be on Park Avenue at the NFL offices appreciate your fandom, your commitment to American professional football, uh, um, amid the sea of obviously English football fans where you live and where you work big picture question Paul before we let you go does American football ever become mainstream in the UK I've had this debate before Jeremy actually I don't think it will I think that the talk of a London having a, a team uh, eight eight weeks of the uh, season, I don't think it's going to happen, Jeremy. I, I don't think we're going to get the fans for Jaguars to fill a stadium, especially Wembley, so big. We can fill it three, four, five times a year, but I really think we're going to struggle eight weeks of dedicated Jaguar fans going. What about just as um, the way that the premiership, in particular among global soccer leagues, as we call it, has become a valuable television rights property in the United States. American pro football, can it, can it achieve that level of success in the UK? Yes, I, th I think it, it can. It, and it goes through cycles. I think in the 90s, it was bigger, it then had a drop. And then I think the NFL has now uh, injected quite a lot of marketing and uh, resources into the uh, London games. Well, Paul, uh, before, uh, one last thing. 
I've got one thing for you, Jeremy, in a second, but you ask me first. Okay, let me ask you first. Record. What's the final record for the Browns this year? I'm going with um, six wins. Six wins. Okay, that's realistic. That feels attainable. What do you got for me? Jeremy, I'm going to give you an exclusive, a world exclusive, Jeremy. Yes, sir. Next season, uh-huh. I'm going to try and go to as many games as I can, and I'm going to do a TV program. You're going to do a TV program based gonna... off your experiences attending all Browns games? Yeah, I'm going to do a TV program. I'm going to fly over to the States probably six, eight times, do some home games, away games, uh, road trips with the fans, and then I'm going to go out to Europe, maybe even to Australia, meet fans, Browns fans all over the world. That sounds like it should be fun. Uh, I certainly know a number of Browns fans who would be interested in participating. If you need a need voiceover guy, I'm available for very reasonable Jeremy, I can sort out some uh, beers when you come to London next. Paul Brown, Browns fan. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thanks very much, Jeremy. That was Paul Brown. There's change coming. There's change coming.